Alright. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today, it is the fourth episode of Transformers Prime, the fourth part of Darkness Rising, Darkness Rising Part 4. It is the penultimate episode of Darkness Rising. Yes. Darkness Rising, the return of Michael Myers. I wanted to say the word penultimate. <laughs> I'll just say that at, uh, at, at work, like at Starbucks, my, uh, my manager, who is a very literary person, gets very amused when I, for instance, say that I am op- opening the penultimate gallon of milk, and so I'm going <laughs> to need some more imminently. Not immediately, imminently <laughs> I am getting the impression that Starbucks is basically for aspiring writers what waitressing is for aspiring actresses so we're kind of all a bunch of nerds yeah. so this uh, this first aired December 2nd 2010 uh, written by St- our old pal Stephen Melching who wrote a bunch of episodes of Beast Machines and, oh, yeah. And we'll subsequently Him. write a bunch of episodes of Prime and a bunch of episodes of Robots in Disguise. Yay! Oh. And he, I mean, you know, he has written, again, pretty much everything, including that mummy cartoon that we're reasonably sure actually exists. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's stupid. Mummies Alive? Not or? Mummies Alive. The one based on the... What? Uh, no, no, it was based on the, uh, what's a... Uh, Oh, what is oh, Encino the, uh, Man? Brandon What's his Fra- name? Brandon, Brandon Fraser. Fraser. Yes, based on the Brandon oh, Fraser movies. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, we brought it up before, and and it does not stay in my brain because it makes no sense that there was a cartoon of that. <laughs> Those were popular <laughs> movies. I have yeah, sort of a vague like- sense of. I mean, hey, they didn't one of those help launch The Rock's acting career? I mean, kind of. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> sort of, but but like. That, that, those movies feel like they're after the point when people would make cartoons out of a bunch of movies. You'd be surprised. There, that was after Men in Black, right? That was after Men in Black, like two years after Men in Black. But there is yeah. kind of like a late, like late nineties wasteland of movies that you did not believe would become cartoons. Like that, remember that movie Evolution with David Duchovny? I was, a, I was Wait, about that to bring that up. Too? That had a cartoon. I was about to bring that up as, as the example of, why did this have a cartoon spinoff? I, well, I, it makes more sense than The Mummy because, like, the concept of the movie was at least a bunch of mutations and things. Right, but it, The Mummy makes more but sense because people still... liked The Mummy. Yes! <laughs> yes! It was actually a fairly successful movie. Well, with, it's Unlike like with Transformers, where the, the cartoon series has to start before the thing comes out. Like, animated started before the first movie came out, or... I think However, it came out, like, shortly after. Yeah, it came out shortly after. Yeah, so it after. had to have started, like, two years before, or so, with the pre-production and stuff. And, well, they probably started pre-production at the same time the movie did. So what you're saying is, when they started making that animated series, they did not know what a flop the movie was going to be. Yes. That sounds about right. And I suppose at that point they've sunk enough money into it that they figure they'll run it and see if anybody will care. Yeah, usually they'll at least put it somewhere. Spoilers. <laughs> no one cared. Even if they shove it to like 6 a.m. in the morning on a Saturday or some shit. I mean, this was also the case with um, uh, that Godzilla cartoon, which was yes. better than which, the movie that spawned it. It was way better. It it had no right to be as good as it was. It was well it was by the same animation people that did uh, Men in Black, but yes. like the writing was actually better. It was it Also was there was surprisingly good. There was a point where a significant amount of Rob Paulson's work came from being Jim Carrey. Oh <laughs> right. Well of course oh, I'm mean, yeah. again though, those movies were popular. Yes, those movies were popular. It just really amuses me that Rob Paulson was always cast as the Jim Carrey character. <laughs> what? There was the mask and... Was like there was an Ace two? Ventura cartoon. Oh, okay. Wasn't there a third one? There was also a Dumb and Dumber cartoon. I'm not sure if Rob Paulson oh. was in that one. Yeah, I'm not sure about oh. that one. 
Boy, that was produced by Hanna Barbera. Really? Yes. And no, uh, the, uh, um, the Jim Carrey in that one was Matt Frewer. Oh, really? Yes. And the, uh, the Jeff Daniels was Bill Fagerback. Uh huh. Matt Frewer showed up. I was surprised, uh, to encounter him in that altered carbon show on Netflix. And I was happy because I'm always happy to see some Matt Frewer. I bet it was shot in Canada. Probably. (laughs) If it's shot in Canada, Matt Frewer will show up on your TV show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Whether you invited him or not. No, he'll just, he'll just stand up. He'll just show up, possibly doing the Max Headroom voice. Yes. That, uh, that thing where that guy like broke into a PBS station and started doing like Max Headroom stuff, that was actually just his resume. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's a Also, I saw something on his IMDB page. I forget. Was it Pixels or was it? There was something like that that recently he did Max Headroom in. Yes, I, I believe Max Headroom is in Pixels. Unfortunately. Okay. Oh. And it's well, it's Matt Frewer. Yeah, that, that's bad. But it, at least I'd rather he's in Pixels than showing up in Ready Player One. Uh, well, <laughs> doesn't we we don't know? There's probably some secret cameos in that. Yeah, it's hard to tell because uh, that's the entire like... movie is secret cameos. Only they tell you. Yes. <sighs> anyway, the, darkness well, let's rising. Talk about Transformers. Yes. yes. <laughs> Before I get a headache. Previously on Transformers Prime, uh, Megatron has raised an army of zombies, uh, Agent Fowler is in the clutches of the Decepticons, and uh, a bunch of preteens are about to get shot by evil robots. The darkness is continuing to rise. Yep, it is just about uh, at its crest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yes, we open Megatron has unleashed this horde of dark energon powered zombies. Uh they're called yeah, yeah. Terracons, apparently. Well, yeah, but they're not called it in any well, um wasn't it just that the Cliff Jumper, the repaint of him was to call the Terracons, so these guys yes. become Terracons. I don't think they yes. ever call them that in the series. But No, I think it, My first note is, hey, it's the Revenge of the Fallen. Or at least kind, this is kind of what we thought the Revenge of the Fallen movie was gonna be. Yes, because obviously there's Until no way that the out, Fallen Oh, they were using would... the actual The Fallen? No, obviously the the Fallen <laughs> wouldn't actually be used. They wouldn't actually use, like, the guy on fire from some comic book from Dreamwave before they collapsed. That's ridiculous. No, that would be insane. Who would do that? Why would they do that? Oh, man. He was on fire. Uh, yeah. Not they enough, did manage but... to be consistent with that part of the character. <laughs> so Optimus Prime and Ratchet obviously not thrilled at this turn of events. Uh, Ratchet is very offended at this uh, sort of desecration. I mean, it's pretty offensive. That's messed yeah. up, man. But they can't uh, be too disturbed by it for long uh, because they have to fight these zombies. And that means it's time for knife hands. Yeah, yes. it's, it's, it's fun. Yes. It's time for fighting zombies with swords. Megatron's speech of, I don't think I'm going to keep track of when Megatron speechifies because it doesn't seem to happen as much. But he's talking about synergizing his symbiosis with his Zuvembies that he's summoned. Zuvembies. Uh, <laughs> I gotcha. Um, the, in this episode, they, with the overhead shots, they do look very copy pasted. Less individualized. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're sort of the same sort of bits put together in slightly yeah. different ways, but I mean, they're all sort of the same color and they're all sort of moving the same way. But it, it Like zombies. Yeah. It is thriller, thriller night. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ratchet recommends dissection, and yes, this is a Ratchet who just kicks ass. Yes. The, uh, yeah. he, he points out that the smaller the parts, the easier they will be to deal with. Yes, so indeed. it's time for fighting zombies in melee, which is 
not always the best idea, just depending on how the the zombiness spreads in that particular situation. I but mean, yeah. It, it seems to work out okay here, more or less. Yeah, these are all sort of more similar to your traditional, like, uh, voodoo zombies. Because these are just reanimated dead people. Yeah, they're, yes. they're ghouls, not These are not like... They do not appear to be contagious. Although they later yes. note that the dark energon is weakening them. Yes. Yeah. Well, cause but it's it, well, not like... Yeah, maybe it's like original zombie rule, or like Night of the Living Dead ones where... They rise when they die. I don't. Is it in that one? I don't think anybody gets bitten and turned. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. In uh, Night of the Living Dead, yeah. The uh, like the, the the little the, yeah the daughter. Oh got, like, the right. Basement. Yeah, I forgot about that. Starring our nation's forty fourth president Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that guy looks a lot like Barack. That guy Obama. does look like Barack Obama so much. He doesn't really <laughs> sound like Barack Obama, which would be no. hilarious. That would be pretty hilarious. Anyway, back at the Decepticon ship, um, Raph and Jack are getting shot at. Meanwhile, child endangerment. The the vehicons have stormtrooper aim. The, um, I mean, admittedly, they're two tiny humans, but... Right, they're very tiny, and they're used to shooting guys who are, like, bigger than them. It's like trying to shoot rats. Well, e- even that, w- when Bulkhead finally does pull out, they miss him, too. Well, that's true. So I I suppose we probably had this basic conversation regarding sorry too. But like at what point and maybe this is just because I'm old, but at what point did child endangerment become like a thing that was totally okay again? I mean, I think that's always sort of been a thing with um, you know, children in like cartoons like this. Well, there was a point, though, and this is specifically the thing I'm going to bring up, is in the early 90s, that was why the Robin in Batman the Animated Series was, like, college age. Ah. Because the network was like, we don't want child endangerment. That was, like, the terminology they used. And that's why Tim Drake didn't show up until the series went to WB, except at that point... Saban was in charge of Fox and was bringing over Digimon, which back back in those (laughs) back when that was new and I was like 20 years old and watching that and people would be like, so what's the difference between Pokemon and Digimon? I was like, child endangerment. (laughs) Lots of child endangerment. Yeah, (laughs) the the rules must have changed somewhere between the beginning of Batman and the animated series and the new adventures of Batman. Yeah. Probably. Well, I mean, like I said, it did change networks, but also at the same time, even on Fox, that was not a thing so much. So I'm just curious if there was just the small window where that was a thing people cared about and then they stopped. It does. I mean, I'm, do you ever see, um, like, I don't really watch a lot of kid shows anymore. Do you, do the, do the the bad guys have like actual bullets in their guns now? Because well, no, for I don't... a while it was a thing where they had to be lasers. I yeah. I feel like everything has to be lasers just because that's a it's cooler. Yes, and b guns are kind of a thing. Oh, this is true. Like real guns are kind of a thing. Like was that why it was always lasers in GI Joe? Because I assumed that was just a coolness factor and b animation. I'm pretty sure it was the, the, like no gun thingy because that was a lot easier because lasers are a lot easier to visually convey. Yeah, and that sort of thing. This is true. Plus, you're already doing so, transformers with lasers. It's like, yeah, hey, make the Joe's lasers too. <clears throat> Although I, well, th- there aren't Saturday morning cartoons anymore. That's a thing of the past. No, no. You got there's stuff on Cartoon Network. Any any cartoons I can think of, admittedly, <laughs> I don't watch that many. Are like. More mystical bad guys, if they have bad guys, like Steven Universe, they're gem magic stuff, and and uh, Adventure Time. I mean, I, you've got a lot of superhero shows. I don't watch. Those I was anymore. gonna say, like, did they have guns on Teen Titans Go? Because that's the only show that exists anymore. Well, I'm trying to think. I, I've, I've been watching that new uh, that new Spider Man. Oh yeah, the new Spider Man. I, I mean, it was very blatant in the '90s. Because you had guys with, like, revolvers that fired lasers. Yeah, which was weird. It's like, how many guys in, like, 
in other Spider-Man series that I've seen, like, why would they even have many guns? I mean, you, you with, had guys Spider-Man. like the Kingpin who had, like, guys with goons. Yeah, I know, which is yeah. bizarre. Like, you have the Kingpin is enough. And he should have yeah. super-powered henchmen, not, like, gun-toting henchmen. I mean, uh, except for the Spider-Slayers, there should be no guns around Spider-Man, well, really. Well, I mean, his uncle was killed with a gun. Yeah. Well, now, I, now it's apparently a laser, probably. Oh, man. <laughs> his uncle was killed with a laser? No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, so basically, yeah, most kids' shows these days are not based in modern reality enough to be using guns with bullets anyway. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they, uh, Bulkhead has to do a bunch of crazy acrobatic stuff for a, which is pretty impressive for a big guy. Yeah. Uh, in order to save them. It, I, I guess it's good action, but it, Somehow in this show, good action scene ends up feeling really, really video gamey. I mean, I think part of it is the nature of the animation, which is kind of video game y. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, like a good video game. So, the kids at this point. Okay, so. <laughs> seemingly random aside, I used to occasionally have bad dreams about my ferrets just like getting loose and like being uncontrollable and me having to chase after them and not being able to to keep up with them and that's what the kids are at this point well yeah oh wow <laughs> that that kind of reminds me of old dreams like when i had um gerbils like i had yeah. dreams like that but the dreams would always they would always escalate because like i had two gerbils at once actually i think it had three well, anyway uh-huh i would have like suddenly there'd be like six gerbils in the dreams like they would multiply which is bulk yeah. exact problem it's like i had one and, and they're getting four. like in the floors and <laughs> yeah and he had one and now there's three of them and and so basically yeah the the kids at this point are like out of control small pets in a bad dream they're getting everywhere, and you can't stop them from doing whatever they feel like doing. <laughs> well, luckily, Bulkhead is able to get the uh, the boys in- into his, uh, you know, he's able to get them into his into a strange van. <laughs> by which I mean himself. <laughs> they, they're wondering where Miko is. She's in the back seat. Yeah. So he just yep. drops them off and tells them, for God's sake, just don't move. Stop. <laughs> Stay out of this alien firefight. Why the hell did you Could come you here the please oh. just keep stay out of danger for five minutes? And uh, it turns out they can't because he <laughs> he takes off again. He leaves Jack and Raph behind, but after performing some more acrobatics, uh, it turns out that Miko is inside his chest, and also th- she threw up in him. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like she got motion sickness. Does, she threw up. Does on she him. have any self preservation instincts? Like, Literally apparently not. not. I didn't no. think so. But, um... <laughs> yeah, I I put in my notes that she is a genuine danger to herself and others. Yes, and um, animated bulkhead's tummy drawer has evolved into a tummy chest that is now full of puke. Yeah, he's just kind of <laughs> sloshing around. Yeah. So is he just going to have to get that hosed? Is Ratchet going to have to hose that out? Uh, oh, I, I'm boy. sure that's that's a deleted scene I want to see. Yes. Just Jeffrey Combs moaning about having to clean up uh, human leavings from within you, bulkhead. <laughs> I would presume he'd like try to get Miko to help him clean himself out. She made the mess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she wouldn't do a good job. I mean, who knows where that her? ended up, though? That could be seeping into him. Yeah. Uh, he's not. He's not a submarine. He's not watertight. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I've never actually had so to clean gross. puke out of a vehicle. Other things, like coffee grounds. Humans but, are so gross. Especially that one that, that turned into a robot. Yeah. Humans are gross. Uh, speaking of robot anatomy, the, the vehicles seem to have really weak necks. Like in a yeah, previous episode, heads. like, the RC <laughs> twisted a head off with her feet. Like, that was an action, but Bulkhead punches one and its head just pops off. I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's like watching Highlander. 
Just decapitations everywhere. Just heads just flying. Sorry, Miko, there can be only one. Hey, maybe that's why she's so fearless. She's actually a Highlander. (laughs) Well, there you go. um, Now you know. I I thought about counting how many Viacons Bulkhead kills in this episode, but he kills like eight of them in this opening fight scene is like, I can't be bothered. He's a murder machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of murder going on here. So much murder. It's kind of crazy. And Miko is just kind of like watching and enjoying it all. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, she's not right in the head. This no. chick is twisted. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, um, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars had started before this, right? Yeah. Yes, it had. But where, where, well, you had robot cannon fodder and you could kill the clones too, cause, yeah, they're just clones. All well, they did get right. personalities. So, so it's, we're heavily deep into the period when, like, uh, robot goons are just there to be exterminated, which, I guess that kind of started in the early 90s. Well, I mean, I guess we had Viacons. Yeah, but I, I would say the the late eighties with Ninja Turtles. Oh, Ninja, oh yeah, I yeah. The Ninja Turtles was like nineteen ninety. That was the eighties. Maybe it started in either either eighty nine or ninety. I think. Goodness. No, it's mm. like eighty eight or so at least. Uh. Just thinking about where at what points in my life I viewed it. Oh, and wow, and and the Foot Clan robots in that are basically the same color as the Viacons now. Oh. oh yeah! <gasps> dun dun! <laughs> Spiritual descendants. Uh. Oh man! Anyway, where so are we? so they get into the ship, and whilst all this is going on, Jack and Raph immediately get captured. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. And I there's kind of a neat action scene here where Bulkhead sort of slides. Miko along the floor like a curling rock. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> as a distraction. Well, just to get her out. I mean, of the I way. guess if she's going to right, so that he can he doesn't have one handful of person when he's punching people. But also as a distraction because he wants the Viacons to watch her. But the, so they aren't watching him. The only like glance so at her and she just somehow like. How did he know? Well, I guess he might have known that the Cybertronian floors would be that slippery, but. How did he know her butt was so slippery that it would slide like a hundred feet? <laughs> Pass it. He, he could detect the coefficient of friction in her uh, in her clothing when she was uh, in, uh, in his seat. It's very important. Well, or in his hand, because he keeps picking her up again. Yeah, or he just knows that uh, the Decepticons always go crazy with uh, buffing their floors. <laughs> I mean, they might. Knockout's gonna show up. He's Uh-oh. probably good at that. Oh, I can't wait. He for just that. likes buffing things. It won't be long. Only a few episodes. Oh, excited! Yay. The star of the show, Knockout. <laughs> anyway, so Bumblebee and uh, RC thankfully drop in and uh, rescue uh, Jack and Raph, and then Yay. the Autobots run into each other and almost kill each other. Yeah, you're skipping for, like, one little important part, although it's admittedly the only bit of the the ongoing thread of this series so far. R.C. grabs Jack's ass to catch him. Raph, too, but she she catches both of the... They killed some vehicons that were carrying him. She catches both of them, and then she smiles right after Jack's ass lands in her hand. I mean, she's got metal hands. You want to catch, like, the meaty part. Yeah, that's it's entirely. So the metal. butt makes the most sense. It's like, yeah, I don't know. There's got to be rubber in there somewhere. She's got tires that are part of her. Flexible bits. These are rather bendy, flexible robots. I mean the the point is, uh, she's made of metal, and robots are strong because. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, when they when they grab you in those metal claws, when they grab you in their claws, you can't break free because they're made of metal, and robots are strong. Yeah. Is this a song I don't know? It's it's from that uh, the SNL Old Glory robot insurance bit. Oh, yeah. With uh with Sam Waterston. Yeah, the Law and Order. Yeah. Yeah, where uh, robots are uh, stealing old people's pills for fuel. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh, that is an episode. Mm. That's a good bit. Yeah. Anyway, and there's also a uh, a fight scene where it's sort of slow mo, and the sound cuts out, and it's just sort of Jack and Raph amidst like a rain of robot body oh, yeah. parts. Yeah, it's it's yes. it's sort of it's taking inspiration from the scene in in the first well, two scenes kind of the scene from the first live action Transformers movie where what's it Bumblebee flips over and or no. It's Iron yes, Eye that flips over in slow-mo and action, and, and it's yes. some random woman that we never see again. I don't think it's Michaela. I think it's just some lady. <laughs> some passerby. Unless I'm remembering the scene wrong. But but also, a little bit like in the original Transformers cartoon movie, where Optimus is doing all the flippy, crazy stuff and, and running over everybody. But this scene, oh, yes. it's, it's kind of, it's almost sort of from Raph's point of view. Or maybe even lower. It's really low camera looking up at everything and oh, yeah, sounds are loud and it sort of goes like giant goes heads and limbs and falling to the ground. Vibrations and just <laughs> ambient sounds are all messed up. It's, it's neat. Which it is. It's something I'll give this show. It, it, it tries to be ambitious with its camera work and it succeeds most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can point out the director here. This is, uh, Shant Negosian. Uh, okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. I, uh, it's, it are you, that's a Lovecraftian name. What the heck? Well, indeed, his, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a night shot. A night shot that works Negosi, 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 I guess Negosi. Apparently it's Armenian. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like Kardashian. Oh. It's an impressive mm-hmm. name. I don't ever want to talk about them. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so well, everybody's let's talk to- about anime because I I kind of realized that Raph sort of looks like um uh Koichi Hiroshi from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Four. Okay. Sands the glasses. He's a shorter character with with spiky. Well, eventually it ends up spikier hair. Sort of the the, the odd like the, the soft serve ice cream hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, the slightly Saiyan hair. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, uh, Agent Fowler is still getting brutally tortured. Yep. Meanwhile, torture. Meanwhile. Oh. Grandma, is it cookie time? Oh, his mind is gone. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny, but it's also horrific. Yeah. <laughs> Because he, you know, he's kind of about to crack, but then he, because, uh, you know, Starscream's all, hey, uh, you know, your, uh, your Autobot friends, they, uh, they don't care about you, and, uh, I'm the only one who can help you, so you better tell me, or I'll keep, uh, hideously torturing you. And it kind of looks like he's about to crack, uh, yeah. but then he hears people shooting outside, and he's all, uh, maybe they're beneath the, the old amusement park. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this, um, is, is this a subtle Ghostbusters cartoon reference or something? I figured it was a Scooby Doo reference. Yeah, well, it's kind of that, but, but but like you think? Well, okay, it's ghosts or or people pretending to be ghosts or something. It, it made me think of Ghostbusters cartoon anyway. Because like, what does it say? Like under a well, admittedly, the Ghostbusters cartoon does owe a lot to Scooby Doo. Yeah. That. Although, thankfully, the Ghostbusters never encountered like Scooby Doo villains because I assume they would just get like vaporized. <laughs> well, yes. Oh well, uh, well, I guess they're ghosts now. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, Venture Brothers. <laughs> uh, so, meanwhile, uh, the Ter- uh Ratchet and Prime still fighting Terracons, getting overwhelmed by uh, by just these. Giant masses of zombies, and apparently the dark energon is weakening them. Yeah, and, and the, they they get swarmed, and oh hey, it's a commercial break. Yep, and then no, they're still getting swarmed, but Prime just sort much. of busts his. Yeah, Prime just sort of gets busts his way out of this pile of zombies, and it looks pretty cool. And also, there's like a good anguished uh, Peter Cullen yell here. Yeah. Yes. This is, of course, the ultimate risk of getting into melee fighting with zombies, is that these zombies can easily overwhelm you because they are zombies. Yeah, they're just going to dogpile you. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's it's better to keep them at range. Shotguns, guys. Shotguns. Anyway, so the uh, the Autobots have got to they've got to the bridge now. They uh they they kill the Viacons there and they tell the kids, "Okay, we're leaving you here. Absolutely do not leave here." Well, no, it's <laughs> your final warning. It's not the bridge. It's it's like a side room. It it's like the room in the first Star Wars movie. It's just just yeah. shovel the droids off in there. You stay here. We'll be back. Yeah, we're 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 all fine here. How are you? <laughs> yes. Anyway, so they take off, and uh, Miko and Jack have a bit of a disagreement, uh, largely over her complete lack of self-preservation. <laughs> yes, and, so uh, this is Raph, at least being addressed. Yeah, and for Raph, this is a real mom and dad are fighting kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not taking it well. He's not not dealing with it. He doesn't want them fighting. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> anyway, they... Jack finally notices, hey, there's the, hey, there's, there are computers in here. Raph, you like computers. Yeah. And, and their and, first and response is, is like, Raph, can you get the information out of it? And he's like, I got a flash drive. It's like, why would there be a USB port on this computer? And because my first thought goes to what eventually does happen, take a picture of it with your phone. It's it's an equation, and they want him to download the equation. And then and then Raph says, "Wait, this is a Unix system. I know this." <laughs> anyway, just I, I guess basically, I guess camera phones are just more obsequious now. Or wait, wait yeah, well, well, you know that she has a uh, she has flip a flip phone. phone. Yeah, which oh memories. I was like, wow, this is so long ago. <laughs> it's ancient technology. And she and Miko rightfully points out that this might be something important, or it might just be a formula, or it might just be a recipe for space nachos. Space nacho. It's a big mm. triangle. I, I like the idea of space nachos. Well, also, first, she stops and takes a picture of the Viacon yes. first, and then they're like, no, take a picture of the screen, Miko. And she's like, oh, right. And then she takes it in portrait, not landscape, always landscape, oh, that Miko. always annoys the shit ah. out of me. Uh, why do people, like, it, 90 degree turn, people. Oh, you know, there's a bunch, you know, she has a bunch of, like, videos uploaded to her YouTube channel that are just, like, Decepticon attacks, but they're shot in portrait, so you can't tell what's going on. Ah, uh, uh, that's the worst. Uh, that's one of my favorite things with local news, is the newscasters reminding people to shoot in, in landscape mode. Uh, like, come on, guys. Landscape mode. <laughs> So back back in the torture chamber, Bulkhead and Bumblebee bust in. Starscream uh, then points his gun at Fowler, but then RC is doing like the the, the ninja thing, and she is sort of balanced on the ceiling. Yeah, she came in through an air duct or something when yeah, they she, she, she came in the uh, the Ethan Hunt way. Oh yeah, somehow yeah. somehow that they took a Viacon that they'd already killed or at least abused. Stuck him in front of the door, opened the door, Starscream sees that, the Viacon falls down, and somehow Bulkhead was hiding behind the Viacon. He's actually, like, way behind the Viacon. But Like, still. halfway across the ship. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a real Mexican standoff. Kinda. Dun dun. To which, like, oh, what is, RC says something... Crap! I should have thrown this part down. Like RC sh- oh, shoots. It's, it. uh, oh, it's it's I wouldn't. And Starscream's all uh, I might. Yes. <laughs> Starscream's a li- little bit crazy. Not Megatron crazy, but a little bit crazy in the series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's just the craziness that comes with laboring under the terrifying Megatron. <laughs> yeah, he is particularly terrifying this time around. He's got those shark teeth. It's creepy. Yeah. So back at back on the in the control room, they uh a Decepticon strolls in, Raph unwisely forgets his backpack, so Jack has to save him. Oh no. Well, I I was actually kind of surprised that the backpack comes off of Raph's character model. He seems to have it in every scene. <laughs> <laughs> It's important. You don't want to go places without your backpack. Yeah, but but it's like 
He has, he's, why does he still have it here? Why didn't he leave it back at the base in the first place? <sighs> it's got stuff in it. Who knows what you're going to need? Yeah. I am totally the same way with my messenger bag. Like, like he doesn't have enough room in those big baggy pants of his? It's gotta be all cargo Aww. pockets. Those are huge pants. It's true. I mean, he could fit like another raft in those cargo pants. Hmm. <laughs> it's very practical. Anyway, back in the, uh, back in the torture chamber, uh, Fowler actually manages to distract Starscream. Everybody starts shooting, and then Starscream just flees. Because he starts yeah, done. He, he distracts him by saying something I could not make out. I have no idea what it was. Don't bother looking on the wiki. It's probably not there. Yeah. It, it, it did not sound like, like it sounded like he started a sentence in English and then it didn't finish. And it finished in like Klingon yeah. or something. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so they take off, uh, the, uh, the kids get saved from the Viacon by Bulkhead. Everybody, everybody gets off the ship. Yay! Yay! We happily drive away, and Fowler asks, "Can we stop for pie?" <laughs> oh, poor, poor Fowler! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Torture. Yeah. And Miko's very excited that they found Fowler, <laughs> and she's that very excited by most things. Yeah. Yes. Just by default, she's very excited. Yeah. So they, uh, meanwhile, back at, uh, back at zombie, uh, back at zombie central, there's some spooky chanting going on. Ooh. But they've, uh, they've beaten the zombies, and so Optimus starts climbing up this, uh, this giant sort of plinth that Megatron is on. Hmm. So he, he, and as soon as he gets up there, Megatron takes off and flies off. He just let him climb all the way up there to be a dick. Yeah, it's... <laughs> this is a very nicely animated bit, though. Yes. Like, even I if guess. it does end with Megatron being a dick. But it, it like, the, the, it takes... How tall is that rock tower that Megatron's standing on? Because it seems to take, like, Optimus so long to get up there. But he's talking while going up, and, and it feels like a cutscene in a game... But it's like a looped scene. Like, you're supposed to, like, hit X at some point, but you not don't hit X, and it, and it just finishes, like, a minute later. Like, it, oh, you didn't so hit X. Crying. He's just going to keep giving that speech. Yeah. <laughs> just... And then he puts one arm up, starts sassing Megatron, and, and then just Megatron flies away before he can pull out his gun and start shooting at Megs. And, it's just... and he doesn't even, like, kick Optimus in the face or anything when he's right there. He could have done that. I, I feel like Megatron's pretty hard for Optimus at this point. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, like I mean, when oh, he's well, watching yeah. him and he's all like talking about how he's still good at things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you've been you've been keeping uh, you've been keeping in shape, Prime. Yeah. And and then he <laughs> says something like like he wants to kill him and then raise him up as one of his own zombies. It's yeah. Hot. Just wants to control Megatron. It's creepy relation. Well, Megatron, I guess, has creepy relationships with everybody. Yeah, pretty yes. much. That's kind of a thing. So everybody's back at the base. Everybody's getting fixed up. Uh, Optimus is all WTF bulkhead. I told you to look after these annoying children. Not, I don't know, take them into open warfare. It's not Bulkhead's fault. Well, yeah, that's pretty much what Miko says. And, and she says, plus, hey, we got you this picture of uh, computer stuff or po potentially space nachos. <laughs> I mean, they, the Autobots might like space nachos. Yeah. But at this point, Jack is all, hey, uh, you know, I have like a job. I have a mom. I go to school. I can't be hanging out around uh, space murder bots all day. Uh, just, just count me out. This girl you brought with us is a danger to herself and others. Kind of into her, but it's not enough to get me to stick around. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't think even that. It, it's because, and then RC stands. That's in... because you're shipping Jack and RC. Yes, yes, <laughs> be, because those are the last two in that scene. Be, because after he says we're leaving, and then he talks, Raph, you coming with? It's like, no, I'm staying here. I'm short and weird. These people like me. So Jack's walking away yes. and RC steps in front of him, 
blocking him from the, the ground bridge. And did they even say anything before he just I, keeps yeah, going? Yeah, she said, oh, no, she says, don't make me hunt you down, Jack. Which, yes. again, well, that's he says, kind of violently flirty. Yeah. He says the thing about, like, I know you don't exist. And she does the don't make me hunt you down, Jack. Yeah, then he just walks away. They're breaking up. This, this is, is the end of act two <laughs> breakup before act three when they get back together next episode. But That's also, fair. also great here. Oh, everybody else is giving right. the sad goodbyes and Ratchet is all, well, no point in long goodbyes. See ya. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, he's so quick don't about it. Don't let the door it. hit you on the way out. Bridge is on. He rattles that off. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, oh, they—they they make great use of Jeffrey Combs. Oh, okay, Ratchet yes. D G A F. Yes, he does not even does not even care. He's just done. It's amazing. Yes. Uh, so back on the Decepticon ship, uh, Megatron. Talk about bad relationship breakups. Or oh yeah, because uh, Megatron is not thrilled that. A, Starscream did something, disobeying his orders, and also he failed. Yeah. Because, you oh, know, it's... And all, you know, Starscream says, that, you know, all I wanted to do was rid you of Optimus Prime. No one rids me of Optimus Prime but me! Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm not sure Starscream... he steps on his head. Yeah, it's like, not since maybe a couple points in G1, I don't think Starscream has, A, Starscream has been this good at sniveling, like, he's cowering on the ground, crawling backwards before Megatron steps on him. and yes. Which just, like, brings up ideas like what Tumblr thinks is like, please step on me. me. <laughs> step Mess on me, up, senpai. Fam. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tumblr, why? Uh, but anyway, Starscream's all, hey, 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 so, you know, before you, you know, crush my head, I've, uh, I've got a plan that, uh, that'll, that'll help us out. Please don't hurt me. Yes, or please hurt me more, depending on how I'm feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so we're uh, we're we're back at Casa Darby, and uh, and Miko drops in. She's all, "Hey, uh, oh, I, I see why you want to leave. You've got such important things to do." And he's what, like fixing a bicycle or something. Hey, bicycle maintenance is very important. Except it only <laughs> seems to be the tire he and the wheel. He doesn't seem to actually have. A bicycle. He's, he's saving up for the he whole thing. He just has a bicycle tire and wheel. The, the bicycle's there. It's it's just upside down while he's fixing one of the wheels. Okay, fine. Well, yeah, she talking about how you know, she... With it, she she brings yeah. up the, like I like the fact that she mentions her cats and and what she was doing in Tokyo, like her cats Chi Chi and Ding Dong. Yes, <laughs> purebred cats. Yeah. Purebred what, though? Are they Persians? Are they Siamese? I don't know what kind of cats are popular in uh, Japan. Did they have Maine Coons there? I don't think they would have Maine Coons in Japan. Yeah, they're pretty much everything. Cats get imported everywhere. I they're don't... so good and pretty. I can't think of any cat that is specific to Japan. It's just cats. I mean, the so main cat fluffy. that I can think of is specific to Japan is the like mechanical kind with the waving paw. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, 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 the Either, oh, I forget. I'm not sure. It may be, or of like course the, uh, of course the, uh, the the the. Hmm? Oh, I was just think, talking about the the main breed of cat in uh, Japan, the the samurai pizza cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the waving cats. I think, unless I'm remembering wrong, one paw that waves is like good luck. The other paw is give me money, but I can't remember which is which. <laughs> I see. Or, I might have just heard that wrong. And uh, both paws is doing the wave. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen one with both paws. I don't think that would be a thing. <laughs> so yeah, she yeah she you know I, I you know I had this great life. My you know my parents uh, were great. I, I took piano lessons. I had, I had cats, but uh, you know it was it was so, so boring. So I had to come to uh, uh, Jasper, Nevada, because I was given a misleading brochure. <laughs> Which this like. It sounds like a complete bullshit story. She it's may pretty be, misleading. She may actually be making all of this up, and she's actually from, like, Omaha. That's true. I mean, she doesn't really have much of an accent at all, so. I mean, there's some sort of accent. 
There's a, yeah, it's, 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 well, cause, what did you say, the voice actress? I believe she's Indonesian. Indonesian? Uh, that's, uh, Tanya Gunati. Uh, she, I mean, she's from, you know, she's, she's American, but I believe she's, hmm. I don't know, apparently she was born in Indonesia and then, uh, won a green card lottery as a teenager and came to LA. Nice. Oh. And now she does oh. acting. Yes, uh, she's on that, uh, DC superhero girl show. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, she she turns up in a lot of stuff. Good. I mean, I, I like her on this. She's very likable. Yes. Yeah. Her character is just a danger to herself and others. Oh, I mean, oh, no. She's uh, she's terrifying. Yeah, she, she manages to make Mika, who's insane, likable. Yes. Uh, but not likable enough to convince Jack otherwise, because he's all, no, no, just let me have my boring life and go away. Let me be a boring, normal person. Yeah. Leave me alone. And I don't want to be murdered by robots. <laughs> she, you know, I, I, somewhere in between the two extremes lies the good path. I mean, I guess that's Raph. Yeah. Just, you know, I just kind of want to hang out with my robot friends. He wants to hang out with his robot friends, maybe not get murdered. Yes. Yeah. It's okay with not the murder part. Anyway, so back uh, back at the Autobot base, uh, Ratchet has decoded the space nachos, mm-hmm. and it is the uh, the uh, the Decepticons are building a space bridge. <gasps> Bulkhead initially thinks, "Oh, hey, it's great, Megatron's going to leave," but uh, of course, mm. Optimus realizes that he's actually planning to bring you know an army over it, and if he's going to uh, you know get a bunch of Transformer corpses, there's uh, one place that's good for that, and that's Cybertron. Now, they mentioned that he's making, it's a space-time vortex generator, which is part yes. of this space bridge. And that's just like, that sounds super dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> space-time space vortex generator. Space. Like, do you want an ultimate doom? That's how you get an ultimate doom. Yeah, or that's how you get the end of Beast Wars Season 1. Space-time yeah. vortex. It's not, it's not good. You don't want to just make those. <laughs> and so we get the, the long zoom out to Cybertron. And for an abandoned planet, I think you guys forgot to leave the, you guys forgot to turn yeah. the lights off. <laughs> There's a lot of lights on. Well, we, we actually see it is orbiting a star, so maybe everything yes. is solar powered. Oh, geez, I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, the bill's going to be terrible. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. The whole planet is technically off the grid. Yeah, it's it's a nice look at Cybertron, but it, it you're right, it it doesn't fit with the how Cybertron is now. Cybertron is a dead planet mm-hmm. in from well, pretty much every series from here on out, not the comic books. Yeah, like in the movies and this. Well, the continuity of the current cartoon series is still carrying on this. Mm-hmm. Well, it did end up pretty dead in the comic books. Yes. Yeah, mostly. I mean, even in Marvel G1, it was kind of a mess. I mean, it was kind of, it was more like Mad Max. Yeah. Throwing people into smelting pools. Whereas this is like Mad Max, but nobody actually lives there. (laughs) Yes. It's a lot like that. And yeah, that is about it for, uh, for Darkness Rising Part 4. The darkness is reaching its pinnacle. Yep. Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion. Yay! Hopefully there's no big explosion so the souffle doesn't explode. Oh, there'll, there'll be all manner of explosions. <laughs> uh, well, I guess the rising will stop is, then. Is the darkness actually a kind of souffle? A, a, a dark energon souffle? Maybe. Yeah. And, the, and I mean, it's I think, rising? I mean... I think since it's the blood of Unicron, it would be more like a like a blood pudding. Ah, that's fair. Did those rise? I don't we think. Uh, I've never had one, and God willing, never will. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be something that rises. Maybe, maybe like a blood cake. Yeah, maybe a loaf. Um, oh, a red velvet cake. There you oh go. yeah, like a red velvet cake. Except I guess it would be like a purple velvet cake. Yes. Well, yeah, you throw some extra blue food coloring in there and it'll work out. Now I want to make a recipe for a dark energon velvet cake. 
Well, no, you'd have to have like layers of some kind of um blue or pink pudding and so anytime you, you start to cut it it just oozes blood. Oh, oh. that'd be great. Oh, uh, Energon. In quotes. Um, 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 um. Oh, it's like like one of those um one of those volcano cakes. Yes. Damn it, I want a cake now. <laughs> I have cake. I want a cake that bleeds. Ooh, maybe I can make brownies. <laughs> Anyway, uh... Yeah, so that is Darkness Rising Part 4. Please join us next week for the exciting conclusion, Darkness Rising Part 5. It's very dark. Will our our heroes survive? Well, hint, there are like 60 episodes after this one. (laughs) (laughs) It could be with a totally different cast. Maybe it's like Transformers the movie. And the next season of the show is just about completely different characters. Oh. (laughs) That... That, that that would be a good swerve for a Transformers. I series. mean, we are we already. Oh, what you're saying, swerve would be in it. <laughs> Ooh. Well, uh, wait, was there a swerve repaint of somebody? Was a bulkhead? I uh. Or am I thinking of the different? Toy no, one? you're. Th- uh, oh, yes, oh, that right, was a yeah. swerve repaint of Cup, I believe. Ha. No, yes. no. Um, it was uh, breakdown. Break. Oh yes, yes, you're right. I think you're right. One of the big guys, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so until next time, you can contact us all over the internet. We are on Facebook, we are on Tumblr, and we're on Twitter. And we are on, uh, we are hosted by iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting expenses and other fees. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. That's right, and each Patreon subscriber, whether you pledge a dollar or, I don't know, a billion dollars, uh, will receive a monthly bonus episode. I could get uh, a really nice microphone for a billion dollars, I'm just saying. Oh, no, sure. Uh, hit us up, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, new mics would be nice, new headphones. Yeah, yeah uh, this, this month's Patreon episode is our return to Japari Park, so that we can once more become kimono enemies. Yay! Alpacas! Japari Park is frightening in the dark. (laughs) So until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Uh, yeah, so that is Darkness Rising Part 4. Please join us next week for something completely and terrifyingly different. Very, you, you very different. Uh, no, it's April Fool's. They're not supposed to know. I'm uh, cutting this part out. Oh, okay, then. So, <laughs> All right, so please join us next week for the exciting conclusion, Darkness Rising Part 5.